come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing what pleases God, not division, according to God's word. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We are back live in the PNT Podcast Studio with another great lesson for another great week. And yep, you guys guessed it, we're going to talk about division. So let's get right down to it. The world and the biblical meaning of division. A disagreement between two or more groups typically producing tension or hostility. We can find this biblically in Romans 16, 17 through 20. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. This scripture sounds eerily similar to a topic we covered last year in August. The series Sister Bennett put together on bullying. This is difficult for young people and old. This is hard for you to swallow. We may not actually cause a division or bullying, but we sure don't do anything to stop it. In most cases, we find ourselves piling on if we want to be honest. I'm not asking you to do that here. I'm not asking you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or anything like that. God will deal with you on his own terms if you don't do exactly what this scripture is telling us to do. Don't allow your quest to be popular or special to cause you to become an obstacle or a stumbling block to someone finding Christ. Why? The scripture says they are self-serving. They live in opposition to the word of God. They are deceivers of the babes of Christ. Hmm. I wonder where we've heard the word deceiver. Second John 1-7 says this. I say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Let me ask what I believe to be a rhetorical question out loud. Rhetorical means I don't really need you to answer back because I know the answer. Does anyone under the sound of my voice want to be associated with, in a clique with, in a group with, or in communion with a person that identifies as a deceiver and the Antichrist? We here at the PNT Podcast Show have committed and dedicated our time to educating young people, middle-aged people, and older people so that they won't be and can't be deceived. Verse 20 and Romans 16 drives this home too. He says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. 
the God of peace, not division. The God of peace, not the God of hate. The God of peace, not the God of the Antichrist. God will soon avenge all the wrong done to those who confess Jesus Christ that have been deceived by those that should be sharing and living the word of truth. They're deceivers. They said they were for Christ, but they're not living for Christ. They're not sharing Christ's message. They're, they're sharing a message of division of the Antichrist. Don't be guilty by association. Stand on the promises of God. Be the igniter of faith in God that others will come to know him just as you have. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come to you right now thanking you for this great, awesome day that we have never seen, a day that you saw fit, that we would rise and see. Forgive us for our sins, thought, deed, or action, O oh God. Have your way in our lives, my life, the show life, Lord God, my wife's life, the young loyal listeners' life, my family, my children, everyone's lives, Lord God. Have your way. Allow us to be unifiers. Allow us to be the glue that brings and keep people together, Lord God, not the divisors, Lord God, not the people who separate. I pray for a spirit of unity, a spirit of love, life, and laughter, Lord God. I pray that anything that is not like you in us, Lord God, that will cause us to be divisive and deceive those and be a stumbling block, remove it from us right now. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after this short break. We are back after that short break where we talked about division and the role we play in it. So let's look at some practical ways to stop division in the church. Here are some things I found that we can begin to do to stop division in the church, ushering in God's love so we can multiply, not divide, the people in God's kingdom. Number one, don't get involved with the cliques. It is hard not to see the schisms and the friction between cliques and groups in the church. There's really no place for this behavior in God's house. We are to avoid and be sure not to become a divider through our actions and being part of that. Number two, don't be the judger of another's faith. Only God knows what's truly in a person's heart. As Christians, we must be careful not to tag the intentions and actions as bad on others. Judge not that you not be judged, Matthew 7 and 1. Number three, don't place your convictions from God on others. What may be a life-changing revelation for one may not be for another. Let's remember the weak brother in chapter 14 in Romans where he believed that he should only eat herbs. No meat, no candy, no cake. Boring. This was important to his faith, though. We learn a lot from Paul. Paul warns of us binding and putting our convictions on someone else. What does this mean? Just because he felt that not eating meat and these things made him holy, he did not have a right to say that we shouldn't eat those things either. So be careful what you say a person should and should not do based on what God convicted you on. Number four, don't create your own dissension. We may not always agree, but don't waste valuable time, any of God's valuable time, finding allies to agree with your convictions going about spreading bad news or the wrong news. In number one, we talked about avoiding clicks. Let's be sure we are not starting one. Let's be sure of that. Number five, become a unifier for God. 
one of the greatest commissions from Christ. Therefore, go and make disciples. We all know it. It's our job to build God's kingdom, not divide it. Chapter 14 in Romans says, Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Let me be the first to admit that there are no perfect churches. This may come as a shock. God expects us as Christians to work out our problems using spiritual wisdom. Because your church may not be perfect and it may not be the way you think it is, no matter where you go, they're going to have their problems, schisms, and cliques too. It's best to work out whatever problems you may have, if you can spiritually, where you are currently. Number six, leave groups that are divisive. Reject a divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. Titus 3, 10 through 11. You may find this closely related to number one, but it's different. We find ourselves in groups that we had no idea were pushing division. Yep, sometimes we are deceived by what we see. The Bible tells us of it. We talked about it. The only function of dissension is to eventually divide the church, thus sending innocent souls away from God and not to God. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about how Paul was encouraging his friends. The NIV version of Romans 16, verses 17 and 18 reads, And now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests by smooth talk and glowing words. They deceive innocent people. I took them back to school and said, when you are in class, you are one group. But when your teacher tells you she's going to put you into two teams, she puts one half of the class on one side and the other half on the other side of the room. And now you are divided. You are ready to compete. I explained that when we are divided, we can't function as one. As Christians, we should be one body, not separated or competing with another Christian. This is how the devil wants to come in and destroy God's people. He wants to cause division. He wants you to stop following Christ and follow him. Paul tells us, his friends, that we need to be careful of those persons who try to deceive us who try to make something look good and sound so good that we believe it. He tells us to stay away from them and that these people are not serving Christ. There are a lot of smooth talkers out there who are deceiving so many people, and I want you, our young, loyal listeners, to be extra careful. We've all seen on the news or social media about kids who are being lured, kidnapped, and then bad things happen to them. The person who took them lured them with words, lies, and actions, but said it and did it in a way that made that person believe that they went along with them. Smooth talk and glowing words. Sounding good, but very deceitful. Being a deceiver is not new, though. Just like back in the Bible days, we have false teachers here today, teaching untruths, twisting the word of God to suit them. Again, smooth talk and glowing words, sounding good, but very deceitful. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 4.1, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith 
that they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. I explained that the devil comes in all disguises, shapes, and forms, and we need to stay alert. The devil is trying, and I say trying because if you live for Christ, the devil fails every time. But because he wants you on his team, he tries to compete with God for your soul. So again, stay alert. Recognize those smooth talkers, stay prayed up, ask questions, know the Bible for yourself so that you are not deceived. In summary, the importance of knowing unity is way more pleasing to God than division. I will close with these two quotes. Nothing knocks the church down faster than division. Jesus didn't come to earth to start denominations and cause division. He came so that we could become a unified body as brothers and sisters in Christ. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques since used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian education ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk What? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.